Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Houston, Texas, for a very special live edition of World Wrestling Federation SmackDown. Tonight, tonight, the spirit of America lives here in Houston, Texas. On behalf of everyone here in the arena and a worldwide television audience, we would like to extend our condolences to the victims and the families and friends of the victims of the terrorist acts that occurred on Tuesday in New York City and Washington, D.C. Our nation's leaders have encouraged us to return to living our lives the way we normally do. Our nation's leaders have encouraged us to continue to live our lives the American way. They've encouraged us to practice and exercise our constitutional rights. And as such, tonight I believe this is the first public assembly of its size since the tragedy of Tuesday. Make, make no mistake about what and make no mistake about the message this public assembly is sending to terrorism tonight. And that message, quite simply, is that we will not live our lives in fear. The citizens of Houston are not afraid. The citizens of Texas are indeed not afraid. And by God, the citizens of the United States are not afraid. For we are a proud people, proud of who we are, proud of our nation, and damn proud to be Americans. Fight. We will fight for our families, we will fight for our rights, and we will fight for our great nation. America's heart has been wounded, but her spirit, her spirit shines as a beacon of freedom, a beacon of freedom that never has been nor ever will be extinguished. The World Wrestling Federation would like to thank each and every one of you here in the Compact Center tonight. 
The World Wrestling Federation would like to thank each and every one of you watching on television. We would like to thank you for the honor and privilege of performing before you here tonight. This is your United States of America. Into a person I don't wanna be so Oh, it's Saturday night It is Saturday, October 13th, 2018 And you are tuned in to Season 2, Episode 40 Of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Powered by the Roar Network at thegorillaposition.com And presented by Hami Media On this week's show, we're talking Saudi blood money, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and of course, some WWE. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to remind you this is podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks, email us at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day, but please welcome in my tag team partner, the replacement Huckleberry, Huckleberry three and a half, Billy Ray Valentine, BRV. Welcome to your show. What's up, man? How are you? Jargo, thank you for allowing me to grace the airwaves of Hitting the Marks, man. I'm very, very proud and, and excited to be on with you. It's my first time here, so I'm excited to even know. Jargo was just like, come on. And I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on, but I'm very happy to be here. What's up, brother? Huckleberry number one is down. He's been sick for the last couple days. I'm sorry that the show is late, ladies and gentlemen. We were kind of trying to put it off and hope that Rick would be uh, up to doing the show, and he just wasn't. So I reached out to one of my favorite other Huckleberries, Billy Ray Valentine. You may know him from the Wednesday locker room, the infinite fringe on Hami and Media, and we are here to talk a little bit. I, you know, Billy, I, I thought that... You were the perfect guy to do this show because I know that you watch Impact Wrestling. I know that you watch some New Japan Pro Wrestling. But most of all, I know that you reside on the infinite fringe. And I don't know if there's anybody else I would rather talk to when it comes to the Saudi blood money. What is going on with the Saudi blood money? Today we saw, uh, for those of you out of the loop, if you have your head in the sand, of course, we are talking about this entire ordeal going on with Saudi Arabia. And I thought Ben Hameen did a really Real, real good job on the Friday locker room of kind of really putting this thing into perspective. This is not about professional wrestling. This is not about the United States of America. This is not about Saudi Arabia. 
This is how World War I started. It was over shit like this that started World War I, and that's kind of where we find ourselves now. This morning, Donald Trump is switching positions. Yesterday, he was saying, you know, that's a lot of money. We've got a lot of money wrapped up in Saudi Arabia. It's about $200 billion worth of money that we've got wrapped up in Saudi arms deals currently. And this morning, Donald Trump switched positions. This uh, interview is actually going to air tomorrow, Sunday, on 60 Minutes as part of CBS. Donald Trump is now quoted as saying, yes, we know that there is something going on. Um, Let me pull up the exact quote here. Donald Trump says, this is really terrible and disgusting. It is being investigated. It's being looked at very, very strongly. We would be very upset and angry if this were the case. As of this moment, they, being Saudi Arabia, deny it vehemently. Could it be them? Yes, Mr. Trump told CBS television. We're going to get to the bottom of it, and there will be severe punishment. Now, of course, this plays into the pro wrestling world because Crown Jewel is coming up in Saudi Arabia at the beginning of November. What is it, Billy Ray? November 3rd, right? Is that the right date? I think so. I try to block that type of information out of my head, but I think you're absolutely right. It's either November 2nd, November 3rd. We now have 11 Republican senators and 11 Democratic senators coming out wanting to put Saudi deals on hold. We have had four senators come out, uh, one of which being from the great state of Connecticut, Senator Chris Murphy. Of course, that's where WWE headquarters is. He came out and said that WWE should suspend their current ongoings with Saudi Arabia. I've seen other senators. uh, One, Mr. Lindsey Graham has come out. He's been very outspoken about this. Billy Ray Valentine, what the hell is going on here, man? Uh, You know, man, I tend to to think that if it's this out in the open and it's this uh, exposed, meaning something having to do with Saudi Arabia, that uh, a lot of uh, people that reside in the government of the United States are asking for you know, arms deals to be on hold or whatever negotiations between the United States and Saudi Arabia to be on hold. I think it's a work at the end of the day. This isn't something that is new. The uh, Saudi Arabia has been running things for a long, long time. If we go back to September 11th, 15 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia and George Bush and the United States turned a blind eye to it. And they went and attacked, attacked the, Iraq instead. They went and attacked uh, Afghanistan instead. Anything other than Saudi Arabia. If you remember Barack Obama bowing to to uh, Saudi Arabian royalty, you know, so it's no difference here. Uh, Donald Trump has a good affiliation with the Saudis because in all actuality, the Saudis own us in a lot of ways, just like Israel owns us. We're not our own country here in the United States. Um, and For something of this magnitude to be exposed and been put out there that everyone's calling on it to for for some action to be done, it leads me to believe that something's up. It makes me a bit suspicious of what's actually brewing behind the scenes. If a World War One breaks out because of this or World War Three, I should say, um, I don't think it will. But if something like that does, it is orchestrated 100 percent. We need to look into that. 
Well, I completely agree with you. I also think that as of yesterday, we saw this pastor who has been being held in Turkey. We saw him released. And don't think for one second that those two stories are not directly connected. That was some sort of a deal that was done between the American government and the Turkish government. And you can bet it is so the United States will investigate this Saudi Arabia deal. Um, I know that there's $200 billion on the table for the United States in the Saudi deal. We did see Virgin has pulled out. That was a billion dollar deal that they had with Saudi Arabia when it comes to current space exploration adventures. We've seen the New York Times is pulling out of media events and sponsorship events. There's all kinds of companies pulling out here. And we're starting to see that there is a trend going on Twitter. Hashtag cancel crown jewel at the beginning of the show, Billy Ray. You know, I'm right there with you when it comes to this 9-11 thing. So you know what I'm going to play? How I'm going to open up the show this week? I have Vince McMahon's speech from September 13th, 2001, when Vince McMahon opened SmackDown Live on, at that time, UPN with his rah-rah USA speech. If the WWE takes this money, I certainly am going to think less of this company and less of some of the talents that are going to be wrestling on this show. But now I am hearing there are several talents that are on this show that have zero desire to go to Saudi Arabia because of this. Well, this is a lot of virtual signaling, in my opinion. You know, uh, if they had an issue with Saudi Arabia and the way Saudi Arabia runs runs things, they shouldn't have been doing business dealings with Saudi Arabia in the first place, right? So um, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. They run the world. They Well, not the world, but who knows? Maybe. They, they do whatever the hell they want over there. They got more cash than anybody can count. They have more oil than anybody can think of, man. They, they're doing their thing over there, right? And... Um, for people or wrestlers to say, listen, I'm not going to go over there because they may have killed a journalist. This is just the, the, the new thing that that it's hip and it's cool to subscribe to because you want to look like you're doing something. You want to look like you're you, you know what's going on and you're like, you know what? I can't be affiliated with this anymore because it's just so bad. No, it, it's it's because it's the hip thing to do when everybody else is doing it and you'll feel the pressure to also pull back. So we already know that that the only reason the WWE is doing this evolution pay-per-view is because they can't get into Saudi Arabia with the women in the first place, right? But they're willing to go around that loophole. So it's not an issue that the feminist movement and all that is being is being completely like stepped on in Saudi Arabia, non-existent, non-existent, I should say. They don't give a shit over there about any of this, you know, but um to the point where we can't bring our um, female talent, some of it that's very over and very good um, over to wrestle because, you know, hey, we're not going to compromise our values for this dollar. That's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, Shawn Michaels came out of retirement because of this. Um, the Undertaker is uh, ready to go over there. Not that he wouldn't go over there anyway, but um, there's so many people taking Arab money just because they're throwing it at them. So all of this, uh, oh, listen, I'm going to fall back. I'm not going to go to Saudi Arabia. I'm not going to, oh, man, it's so disgusting. I don't buy it. It's It's been disgusting for a long time, what's been going on over there. And right now, it's so in in your face. You know what I mean, Jargo? All this all this stuff is in your face that either you're, you're, allowed, you're allowing yourself to be led around uh, – like through this invisible chain or you just, uh, you know, are, are feeling the, the peer pressure and you're like, you know what? Everybody's doing it. I'm doing it too. 
One of the two. Go ahead. One of the more fascinating parts of this story, at least in my mind's eye, is Linda McMahon. Of course, Linda McMahon, Mrs. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the mother of Stephanie McMahon, sits mm -hmm. on Donald Trump's cabinet. If the United States is forced to take action here, can't Linda just go to Vince and say, you're not fucking doing this? The United States is, the United States is taking no action. If they take action, it'll be uh, cosmetic. It, it'll be some nonsense like what they did in Syria. That was some bullshit, right? First off, I, I didn't think they should have uh, uh, struck Syria in any way, shape, or form anyway because that was a false flag going on over there. They never proved anything that Assad had any chemical weapons to begin with. But that was also cosmetic. They just shot some missiles to make it look like they were doing something, and they did nothing, and that was that. So we're not going to look at any like next-level attacks here. It's not going to be anything serious, and if it is— we know where to look. Let's not look at the surface. We gotta look deeper. The other you one. You get what I'm saying, Jargo? Oh, I mean, uh, oh yeah, man. I'm right there with you. I I've been on the uh, Saudis are terrible people bandwagon for a very very long time. I still have not watched the greatest Royal Rumble ever. I don't really give a shit if they have Crown Jewel or not. I'm not gonna fucking I don't watch think anybody it. Anybody does? Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't think anybody does. Uh, I am hearing rumblings though that there were meetings going on in Stamford today that if this thing blows up. We are looking into other alternatives, but you know who's not going to be happy about that? The guys that aren't going to be happy about that are the guys like Brock Lesnar, the guys like Shawn Michaels, the guys who aren't going to get that Saudi money payday. Yeah, you're going to get a payday, but it ain't going to be a Saudi money payday in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting to see if a guy, well, not Brock, I think Brock will do it, but it'll be interesting to see if Shawn Michaels falls back and, and says, nah, I'm not wrestling anymore. Uh, or the WWE is just going to have to have to shell out a ton of money that the um, the Arab money was promised to them. You know, you know what I mean. They're going to have to uh, shell out that type of money. I don't think that's going to happen either. The WWE wouldn't be pulling out of this if it wasn't bad publicity. That is the only reason that the WWE is even considering pulling out of this. I, I'd be surprised if the WWE did. Uh, regardless, and um, the only reason they're considering it is because they don't want to look bad in front of people, not because they have morals, not because they care about what happened to this journalist. It's all about the Arab money. That's all it's about. The WWE will compromise everything and anything in order to get their hands on this money. Top dollar. They don't give a shit. That's how Vince McMahon has always operated. That's how anybody, 99% of whomever makes it to the top of any of these corporations operates. They don't give a shit. They just want money. Yep. That's pretty much it. Another guy that's going to have some uh, interesting implications coming out of this, of course, is going to be Mayor Kane, Glenn Jacobs, of course, oh, wow. currently in of office yeah. as a proud <laughs> Republican, go over and take the dirty Saudi money. I have a feeling this is going to be a single term for Mayor Kane. <laughs> Kane, needs, Kane needs to pull out of this. Kane if needs to get the fuck out. He, he has to get as, as far away as possible. I don't know. Go get mankind to play the second brother of destruction, maybe primetime Brian Lee. Is he still alive? Is he around? Maybe he can play Kane. Is he still I, I doing know. that gimmick on the Indies? I think I he is. I have no idea. I think well, he is. He him. could probably pass for Kane. Yeah, bring him by. Okay, because the Glenn Saudis would never notice. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs has no business over there. If anybody has anything to lose, it's him. 
I, I wouldn't show up personally. Oh yeah, that would be a nightmare. You know, there's part of me, I almost hope that WWE does do this show just because I want to see the political fallout afterwards because it is going to be a shit show. Absolutely. What, what, what do you think the odds are that the WWE doesn't do this show? Well, you know, there was a time when the WWE decided that they were going to have a all-women's battle royal at WrestleMania, and the fans kind of had a little bit of a riot when we found out that the thing was going to be named after uh, the fabulous Moolah. I remember this, yeah. This is pretty much where it is. If you, as a fan, feel outraged by this, hashtag cancel crown jewel. That's what you can do. You can go on Twitter and you can put up hashtag crown jewel, hashtag cancel crown jewel. You can tweet it at the sponsors. You can tweet it at the company. You can tweet it at Vince himself, but make your voice heard that you don't want to support a terrorist state, which is what Saudi Arabia is. And more importantly, you don't want to watch a giant commercial telling you how fucking great Saudi Arabia is when you know better. And yes, these stories have been going on far longer than what crown jewel has been going on for God's sakes, five days before crown jewel, they are going to cut off a woman's head in the middle of the square <laughs> because she protested. That's fine. Yeah, she that, protested. That's, yeah. There's absolutely no issue with that, Jargo. We don't care about that. But but this that's blowing up, that's all over the news, that we care about. I don't care if there's a woman getting her head chopped off right after Crown Jewel, and they're probably going to air it so everyone can see it via some Twilight Zone shit. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but who the fuck knows? Listen. It's going to be in the middle is, of a town square. Yeah, right right after the pay, right, right after the show's over, everybody files out and sees that. Not a problem. WWE does not care about that. And this is what I mean. It's a bunch of nonsense, Jargo. This is all orchestrated and it's being played out in front of us for a reason. What that reason is, I don't know yet. But we will all find out very soon. Oh, yes. Just dig beneath the surface, ladies and gentlemen, because whether it's some woman getting her head cut off in the middle of a town square or whether <laughs> wow. they're going in and they're killing reporters in a foreign country. I mean, if, if there was ever a violation of international law, that's pretty much it. Killing an American in a Turkish freaking consulate for Saudi Arabia. 15 man hit squad. Yeah, this is a it, it, it just it irks me to absolutely no end because what this all really boils down to ladies and gentlemen is the wwe network has hit its peak in north america so now we have to expand globally that's what this is really all about this is about global expansion and i for one don't give a fuck yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't give a damn. And, and and this is why, and I know I know by listening to you and your past shows, I know you agree with this. This is why they went over to Pro Wrestling Noah. This is why they're they're putting their their stamp over in Japan. This is they're gonna do it in Mexico. They're gonna do it in they're doing it in China. Freaking John Cena is learning Cantonese or something, or, or he can speak one of the two dialects over there that that are most prevalent. Uh, you know that this is this is not by by chance. This is by design. The WWE is trying to put their foot everywhere, and they're gonna become this. Uh, this cracking of a, of a pro wrestling organization that will consume pretty much every indies or all, all the major indies out there. And it's going to be their farming system. The WWE is going to take over the world of professional wrestling. It's not a good deal. I'm not happy about it. 
right there with you, my brother. Let's talk about some other wrestling outside of the WWE before we get to Crown Jewel and Evolution. Let's start things off with Impact Wrestling. Of course, tomorrow night, Sunday night, we have Bound for Glory. You will get your results from Bound for Glory Monday in the locker room at hackerhameen.podbean.com. Billy Ray Valentine, this looks like a really good show on paper. I know you are in the New York tri-state area. You're going to get into uh, some Bound for Glory? You're going to pull some strings for you there, Huckleberry? I just might, man. Um, I was I was all set to buy tickets and that never worked out. But um kind of sneaked up on me. I wasn't I wasn't aware that it was this weekend. I've been really busy. And I found out it was this weekend and I'm like, damn, I really want to go. So I I might have to pull some strings and get up in there, but um uh, it, it's 50-50 right now. I, I really want to go, want to go, but I'm kind of lazy. I got to go to work the next day, but I'll figure it out. If, if I'm in there, I'll take some pics and, sh- and shoot them your way. I'm certainly going to be checking out this show. Let's take a look at the card. Let's start off with what is going to be your main event. It's going to be your Impact Wrestling World Champion, Austin Aries, defending his gold against John Morrison, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Island, Johnny Survivor, John Hannigan is his real name. That's the man that he's going to be taking on. And Billy Ray Valentine, this thing has gotten personal. Have you seen the uh, war of words that these two are having on Twitter? Clue me in. What are they talking about on Twitter? Well, you see, basically what happened is Austin Aries said that he doesn't like uh, Johnny Impact's homophobic looking tights. And uh, (laughs) he also thinks that uh, uh, Taya Valkyrie is a bit husky. Oh, gosh. He came flat out and called his old lady husky. And John Hannigan responded by saying, well, Austin Aries, if your mission was to take my thoughts off of the title... You have done that because now I'm just going to kick your fucking ass. Jesus. Good Lord. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Even before all the back and forth, all the rhetoric, right? I'm I just both of these two guys in a ring is going to be good. This is going to be a good match, man. I'm looking forward to it. The collector of, of belts, my man, Austin Aries, the baddest man on the planet. Um, I'm looking for him to go over here. I don't think they're going to put the title on. Uh, Morrison, I could be wrong, Jargo. Tell me how you feel about this. I think Austin Aries is going to retain because Johnny Impact, John Morrison, John Survivor, whatever you want to call him, he's he's working injured currently. He's got a bad arm. There's something going on there. I'm afraid that he's going to end up having to have surgery, but it would not surprise me if Austin Aries drops this title Mm. over the course of the next set of tapings to a uh, certain individual that we are going to talk about here in just a little bit. Let's talk about LAX and the OGs. LAX, of course, man, (laughs) I I see you over there smiling. I I don't know if you heard last week's episode, but I I was firmly behind LAX because, you know, I'm all about the youth movement. We've got to create new stars. And then King and the OGs showed up, and of course, they've been picking a fight with LAX because there's currently a ceasefire from when the OGs ran over a little kid and all (laughs) kinds of crazy shit. But King goes and he spits tequila in Conan's face, and I took that as a babyface turn because Conan was wearing a fucking Red Sox hat at the time. So I I approve of King spitting the tequila (laughs) in Conan's face. I'm firmly riding with the OGs here. I want them to take the titles from the new... LAX. 
Well, you know, there's only one LAX in my book, and that's the OGs, personally. I love the new LAX. I'm with it, but there's nothing better than the original. That was one of the high points in uh, Impact TNA for me was when LAX first got together and they were running with Conan. It was freaking amazing. Very fond of memories of that. I didn't get to see them till they uh, came to Ring of Honor together, Homicide and, uh, and Hernandez. But um, what a fuck favorite tag teams of all time it's, it's just a hardcore gritty tag team it would have been perfect in ecw to have these two in there and uh and i love uh, the new lax as well they're from new york also man um the lower east side from around where big ray is actually i think big ray might know one of these guys i forget which one he knows but they're from the neighborhood like i mean so they bring that authenticity to 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 the ring with them and it's uh gonna be an excellent experience to watch i really hope the ogs go over just because i'm an og myself when i think of the best gimmicks to ever come out of impact wrestling lax is the top Um, number one absolutely number one that gimmick is so freaking good i love that the shirt the, the, the logo everything not not just not just the gimmick but everything surrounding the gimmick even the um for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it the Titan Tron. I don't know what the hell they call them outside of the WWE, but that 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 role that they played, yeah, and and they had Che Guevara in the background, and and you know it was just good, very well done. This was excellent, in my opinion. Go ahead. Always a fan of LAX. Here's here's another group of six guys that I'm a big fan of, even though uh, two of them were involved in a terrible gimmick over the course of the weekend, and that is OVE Ohio versus everything of course the chris brothers along with sammy callahan they're going to be taking on brian cage pentagon jr and mm. ray phoenix this match is going to be a car crash i love both teams and I, <laughs> I i can't necessarily pick between the two even though i know huckleberry number one is going for ove of course because they're for ohio by ohio but I billy get that Billy Ray, did you see this angle that happened over the course of the weekend in MLW? They said oh, they, they, oh. they had ICE detain Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, this is a real <laughs> angle that Court Bauer and company ran at MLW, and boy, are they getting some heat for it. Court oh. Bauer even have to go on Twitter and apologize for running this angle. I think oh, this is oh. freaking genius. Hey, How that- has nobody done this yet? All right. Here, I, I will go out and say it. Just for that, I am going to watch MLW. I'm going to go back, and I've been meaning on doing this, but but I've been, I've been flaking on it. I'm going to go back and watch episode upon episode upon episode, and I'm going to try to stay up on it just because they're pushing the boundaries and doing the obvious, what should be done. People need to remember that this is all a work, okay? If, peop- if, if we do a movie... With ICE detaining Brad Pitt, you're not going to spaz the hell out. Relax. Okay, excellent, excellent work. I can't believe I missed this, Jargo. Hey, listen, uh, uh, full disclosure, um, this is the reason I want to go. I want to go see Brian Cage, whom I interviewed over with Andre Corbeil. He's a great freaking dude, and his wife is super hot, and she's really cool too. I want to go see them, but I really want to go see Pentagon and Phoenix. Pentagon is is good. Have you had an opportunity to see Pentagon or Ray Phoenix live as of yet? Never, never, never. And I'm I I really want to. I think Pentagon is 
the blue chipper. He's that dark horse. He's that guy in professional wrestling right now that's on the cusp. If you book him right, he can be that dude, that next Kenny Omega. This guy has something about him. I, I just dig him. I, I He's just a hardcore luchador. I haven't, you know, I'm just a big ECW guy. And when I see stuff like this, it takes me back. So I'm being biased. But this is what I really want to see. And yeah, Court Bauer, keep doing your thing. Maybe we should reach out to Court. That is some good shit. That's what we should be doing. Keep pushing that boundary. I would build a wall and have them not call, come to the ring. Whenever they're coming out, just build a huge wall and they can't can't pass it. Just to piss people off. This is how this is what you this is how you do business. That's awesome. I think that's great personally. The thing I think that is so funny about this entire thing is ICE detains Pentagon and Ray Phoenix and Brian Cage does a Donald Trump supporter gimmick down in Mexico. He's the Lucha destroyer. <laughs> he he hasn't done great, the, man. the Trump uh, gimmick in a while. No, it's uh, been quite yeah, a while. But um, but yeah, he, he was another one that had his uh, his finger on the pulse of what the hell was going on. And that's exactly what you do. You exploit it and you get heat from it. It's a good deal. That's what you're supposed to do. Mr. Get My Shit In. When it comes to uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, I agree with everything that you said as long as they don't go to the WWE because inside of a WWE context, I think they change everything that is cool Absolutely. about Pentagon Jr. I think Ray Phoenix fits in right away. You could put him in the ring with Ricochet tomorrow and he'd get over. I agree with you. I, 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 I've gotten to the point where I don't want to see anyone in the WWE. I don't. Isn't that I don't a hell of a note? Go. And it sucks because I still want to see these guys make money. And they'll be good when they're in NXT. Like Ricochet is the man right now in NXT. Wait till he gets to the main roster. No one will give a shit or they'll give a shit marginally. The most I see for Ricochet is mid-card. Oh, that's yeah. the most I see. You know, and, and, and 205 Live, that's, that's, that's the hell pit, man. He's not Nobody going to 205. Ricochet exactly. so, is not. Yeah. See, we, so, we, we have okay. this backwards. We have the we have the flow chart a little bit screwed up. Okay. And, and I noticed this a couple of weeks ago when Tony Nice was on NXT TV. The flow chart does not go NXT 205 Live Raw slash SmackDown. The flow chart goes 205 Live NXT Raw and SmackDown. The 205 Live guys are trying to get on NXT TV. Tony Nese made that perfectly clear on NXT TV a couple of weeks ago. Um, here's two guys that I could see inside of NXT one of these first days, and that is Eddie Edwards and Moose. Now, of course, Eddie Edwards has completely lost his mind. He has went batshit crazy. Uh, he's he's kind of working the Brian Pillman loose cannon gimmick, and of course, Moose is now turned heel. He's now big money Moose. I hate everything that they are doing with Moose right now. I much preferred Mr. Impact, and I hope Eddie Edwards splits his head open with a kendo stick and knocks a little bit of sense into Moose. I love Eddie Edwards. Uh, I used to see him over at Ring of Honor when they used to come to New York City. Spoke to him a couple of times. He's a really cool dude. The American Wolves was one of my favorite tag teams of all time. I'm a big Davey Richards, Mark. I remember when they got a tryout at NXT. They faced the Ascension. I hated the Ascension. I still hate the Ascension. The Ascension sucks, okay? Listen, I'm sure they're good guys. That's not what I mean. I mean, as a tag team, uh, 
they just left a lot to be desired. They rolled over the American Wolves, and I know that's what happens at a tryout. And then the WWE either told them that they were not interested or Davey Richards said he wasn't interested. I don't know what story you buy. I'm more apt to believe that the WWE said they weren't interested. Davey Richards gets his facts mixed up sometimes. We'll leave it at that. Davey Richards is my dude. That being said, Eddie Edwards has a future. Um, I think Eddie Edwards can come into NXT and tear it up. Um, if I, Normally, I don't want to see anyone come to the WWE. I think Eddie Edwards has a shot at doing something. He needs to develop a better character. He needs to have better promo skills. There's a lot of work to be done in the WWE aspect of things. Not that Eddie Edwards doesn't have it together and can't wrestle anywhere else in the world. WWE is a completely different beast. So to get up in there, it's a little different, but I think he has a future. And Moose is a surefire WWE guy. That's his goal all the way. That's what he wants. So go ahead. I know WWE passed on Moose once, and I'm not really sure what that was all about. I know that there has to be some kind of logistical reason. I think the problem with Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards is both of them have the personality of uh, Ink Pen. <laughs> yeah, man, you're right. But um, the, you could book around that with, um, with Davey. I always saw Davey as a no-nonsense Chris Benoit type dude, especially if you shave his head down and he stops looking so pretty. He's a no-nonsense dude, you know, um, and Chris Benoit wasn't exactly tearing it up on the mic either, but he was so freaking good and intimidating, and I remember what they used to do with Benoit. They had him walk right up to the big show and talk crap to him, talk crap to his belly button because he was so small compared to the big show, but he would walk up to him and start pointing at his belly button and say, hey, you know, and, and try to punk him, and that, and that endeared people to Chris Benoit. They could have done the same thing with a Davey Richards, in my opinion. Davey is nasty good he was a ring of honor heavyweight champion if you look at his matches with tyler black which is uh, seth rollins now or if you look at his uh, his match with kota bushi he he faced um prince devitt who is of course uh you know in the wwe floundering doing absolutely nothing teaming up with bailey god bless didn't he get the short end of the stick jargo you know what i'm talking to you about this because you're the new japan guy not to stray off the subject here, but the, the Bullet Club is tearing shit up all over the world. AJ Styles becomes the second Bullet Club leader and now is the WWE champion, one of the longest reigning champions. The guy who, quote unquote, the first leader, you know, involved in the start of this thing, Prince Devitt, is doing absolutely nothing. And I don't think he's going to get anywhere over there. Tell me something. I, I think they need to send him to SmackDown. That's pretty much yeah. where I'm at with Balor because, you know, Balor had some momentum when they were doing the, uh, they were kind of putting the Bullet Club back together. It was Balor and he was running around with the Good Brothers and there was even some speculation that maybe they're going to turn Finn heel and then the Superstar shakeup happened. They send the Good Brothers over to SmackDown Live. They haven't done a goddamn thing with them and Balor's just kind of been lost in the shuffle over on Raw. I think if you send him over to SmackDown, there's a good chance that Balor becomes your number two babyface immediately immediately on that SmackDown Live roster. I mean, look at that roster. You could do Balor and Styles. You could do Balor and Brian. You got Balor and Joe. 
Miz. Yeah. On down the line, he way. fits into SmackDown so much better than he does over in the land of the Giants. Looking back, hindsight 2020, they should have stuck him in 205 Live and put the Cruiserweight <laughs> title on him back at WrestleMania. At least then you'd have a star on 205 Live and maybe I would watch the show as it is. Sorry, I don't give a fuck about Mike Kanellis Bennett. Uh, no, nobody does, man. And, and two, 205 Live is is the black hole of the WWE, in my opinion. If you make it over there, regardless of a flow chart, uh, it's not a good deal because nobody's watching. Look at my boy Kenta over there. God bless him. Get out of there. Oh, my God. You know, so many talented wrestlers over there. You know, um, damn it. I forget his name right now, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his and he's pigeonholed over there. The other Japanese, Tozawa. He's just nobody even knows about him. This guy is so good, and he's over there doing what exactly? Um, Two hundred five live isn't my thing, but but yeah, man, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a better look for Balor over at SmackDown, but I think uh, this brand split is ha- has a short lifespan. In particular, when uh, when this uh, deal with Fox happens. I don't know if they're going to keep it because they're going to create competition competition within themselves. I don't know if I'm missing some information. You can fill in the blanks, Jargo. But if they have Raw on one side in, on USA, NBC, and then they have SmackDown on Fox, these people are going to say, hey, I want this guy on my show. I want this guy on my show. The way to fix that is to do away with the brand split. Everybody's on every show. Yeah, you could easily do that, too. I mean, I think one of the perks of the brand split has been being Monday night and then Tuesday night. So you only need one production crew. But of course, when you're getting that kind of Fox money and you're running, you know, Monday night and Friday night, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're going to end up running a second production crew anyway, you know, so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with the brand split going forward. Let's talk about Tessa Blanchard and Taya Valkyrie. This match going down for the Knockout Women's Championship. And Billy Ray Valentine, I'm going to call it right now. This is going to be the best match on this show. It's very possible both of these women can work and the crowd is behind them. It's not exactly uh, uh, Nikki Bella out there, Jargo, but. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. We'll talk about Bella in segment two. That's going to happen. But 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 it's going to be awesome. But this is another one I'm looking forward to to watching, to seeing these two ladies get it in. I want to see Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair, and I want to see it at WrestleMania. Not next year, but the year after that for goddamn sure. And I want to see Tessa Blanchard take down Rick's precious Char Char. I've heard you guys break this down, and, and uh, the way you framed it is that uh, Tessa's a lot younger. So we need to get this done very quickly if that's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Shar Shar's, uh, the clock is ticking. That's why we've got to hurry up and make her a 16-time world heavyweight champion. Let's talk oh. about, uh, this is uh, <laughs> one of the more interesting matches on this show. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where this thing's going to go. We've got Matt Seidel and his third eye. And now he's got a tag team partner, and his name is All Ego. Ethan Page returning to the company recently. They're going to be beating up Rich Swan. Yeah, that's right. I just said it. They're going to be beating up Rich Swan. But Rich Swan went and he found himself a buddy that's going to be filling in as his tag team partner in this match. And that man's name is Willie Mack. That's nice. right. The same Willie Mack who just fought Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. That was a fantastic match taking place at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Billy Ray, have you gotten to see much of uh, Willie Mack? I've seen some. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he's been around. I think I caught him live 
once or twice also. Um, it's this is gonna this has the potential to be a match of the night. It could be a show stealer, but there are so many different matches that have that potential on this card. This is why I, I never thought I'd say this about about Impact, but Jesus, this is this is a nice a nice little card they got going on here, and it, it's definitely a resurgence. This company is is popping on all cylinders. I think it's something I want to see. They did a good job at bringing in the right talent and uh, framing them in the right light so people could want to see them. There's one more match left to talk about, and it is the reason I am going to watch this show. And it is also the reason that we are going to wait until Monday to record your Monday locker room. And it is because Eli Drake, dummy, is going to be taking on someone from New York. (laughs) We don't know who. It's just someone from New York. It's me. (laughs) that's it it's billy ray valentine versus eli drake yep that's what i want to see i'm gonna beat the piss out of eli drake listen i like this guy okay but i'm gonna hit him with a brick and then cover him one two three that's what's gonna happen okay so pay your money quickly so which one of you new yorkers do you think is gonna be taking on eli drake billy ray valentine i mean everybody's talking about chris jericho it's gonna be jericho you think so? Is there anybody more New York than Chris Jericho? We're thinking of New York as the state. Uh-uh. This is somebody from New York. Uh, from New York? What? I mean, uh, right, he was born in... Where the hell was he born? Well, he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. But I, everybody... He was born in the States, though. Oh, was he? Yeah. Huh. So this is... I, I just learned this recently. Because oh, I, I, I didn't for, know forever that. thought he was Canadian. He was born in the States and then raised in Canada. Some nonsense like that. I'm not sure. I'll look it up while you talk. Go ahead. But the thing is, everybody has referred to the WWE as New York forever. That's the thing here. They're, they're throwing around an insider term. It's it's going to be somebody from New York. Could it be, could it be a Neville? I don't think so. I don't. I don't see Neville flying back to do uh, Impact Wrestling. Of course, Chris Jericho has a relationship with Don Callis. We've seen him beat Don Callis up in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen him beat up Don Callis at All In. We also know that he is very good friends with Don Callis. There's been a lot of talk that Jericho could be coming to Impact Wrestling because he's Chris Jericho and he can do whatever the hell he wants because he's Chris Jericho. Eli Drake versus Chris Jericho? Absolutely. That's a match I certainly want to see. Absolutely. And he needs to start defending that IC belt ASAP over at New Japan. Chris Jericho's turning into Brock Lesnar over there. Now, listen, 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 listen. Uh, Chris Jericho is an American-born Canadian professional wrestler. But it doesn't say where he was born. So what, 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 it does say when he was born, but, it, but where he was born. Oh, here it is. Manhasset, New York. Ooh, so he is, That's in fact, he a New Yorker. Yeah. Manhasset, New York. He was born there. There you go. Very. He is very a New Yorker. It could very well be Chris Jericho. And listen, if it is Chris Jericho versus the man Eli Drake, Stone Cold Steve Austin 2.0, uh, Eli Drake needs, needs to win this match. He needs to go over. There's no reason why Chris Jericho needs this match. Eli Drake needs to go over. Just me. Go ahead. I agree unless Jericho is sticking around to do the next set of Impact Wrestling tapings 
which I could see happening. But in the end, I absolutely agree. Eli Drake has to go over Jericho, whether it's in this match or inside of the feud, either way. Would you have ever thought that Chris Jericho was going to be this dude like this? Uh, we all knew he was excellent. We all knew he was great. And at one point, after he got through uh, a few years at the WWE, the first um, dual champion when he held up the WCW title and the WWE title, big time. We knew he was a legend. But what he's doing now, he's going to New Japan, winning titles over there. He's wrestling for impact, well, potentially wrestling for impact wrestling. He's showing up at all in. He has his own crews. He can go back to the WWE whenever the hell he wants. This guy runs wrestling right now. Chris Jericho is that dude. You know, funny enough, this is only the first time we will talk about Chris Jericho on this show. In <laughs> fact, Let's make it the second time we're going to talk about Chris Jericho on this show. Let's shift to New Japan Pro Wrestling and let's talk about Power Struggle, which is going to be coming up on Saturday, November 3rd, live on New Japan World. Billy Ray Valentine, the first match that is being advertised for this show is Chris Jericho defending the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against a member of Los Ingobernables. Day upon evil <laughs> evil taking on chris jericho for the IC title and i think chris jericho is going to retain this title over Actually. evil evil's having a rough go of it as of late i don't disagree with you i think i think uh, chris jericho would retain the title even if if evil had any momentum behind him i i don't see evil as that dude some people would would see him as uh, an IC champ or a world champ even I don't know if, if New Japan sees him in that light. I really don't. I, I don't get that vibe. He's not winning this title. Take I, it to the bank. I want to see this lead to Sonata taking on Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. That's, now that's the match a guy I want to see. That, that's a guy that I think New Japan sees at the, as the future. And if they don't view him as the future, they certainly should. Um, this guy can hold a title. He can he can be that dude that you need uh, to be Okada's number two over there, you know, or or potentially even surpass Okada. Uh, Sonata's that dude. Sonata Sonata has a lot of charisma. He's very good in the ring. He can hold that title. He looks like the prototypical New Japan Pro Wrestling champion, you know. So I, I would love to see him against Chris Jericho and finally get his due. He also, you know, they could have put him over the G one. I, I don't understand this whole. Uh, um, this past year's G1, I really didn't get it with Tanahashi winning. I, I felt they could have done better business by making somebody. And that somebody could have been Sonata or Kotobushi, of course. But if you weren't going to do it to Kotobushi because you won't sign, Sonata was that uh, obvious second choice, in my opinion. Yep, I agree with everything you just said. I actually kind of expected Sonata to win the New Japan Cup. Going At least, back even yeah. before the G1. Uh, let's talk about the man who did win the New Japan Cup. Zack Sabre Jr., he is going to be taking on Tetsuya Naito at Power Struggle. This match is going to be absolutely fantastic if it's anything like their first-round matchup from the New Japan Cup. I absolutely love that match. It is in my running for match of the year, and I think <laughs> Naito is going to get his win back at Power Struggle. Well, Naito was made to tap out by Zack Sabre Jr., and 8-Track Brown lost his collective <laughs> shit. I mean, he freaking lost it. So it was worth it just on that level. 
just just to see that happen. But I'm with, <laughs> but I'm with you, Jargo man. I think uh, Naito gets it back. He he's he's been on a bit of a of a rough patch. I I think it's time for him to uh, come back and get a big win, in my opinion. And this is it. That's the other potential matchup for Chris Jericho inside of the dome. Could we see Naito go after his Intercontinental Championship, which I'd be fine with if Naito gave a fuck about the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. There's the lack of the logic there. Uh, let's talk about the Never Openweight Championship. This one excites me. It's going to be Tai Chi, and as we all know, the match is not official until Tai Chi takes off his pants, defending the Never Openweight Championship against Will Ospreay, who seems to be making the move to heavyweight. He's put on about 25 pounds since most of you last saw him and Osprey looks great. I almost expect him to take this title, man. Could you imagine Will Osprey running around with the never open weight championship? Yeah, it would actually make that title relevant for once. You know, if, if they get in my opinion, I don't know if you think it's relevant. I actually know how you feel about it, but for the sake of this podcast, you can go ahead and fill in the blanks. Um, but yeah, it, it would make it, it would make that title relevant. In my opinion, I think Zack Zaber jr. Is a next level talent. I would also have really liked to see, uh, um, Jesus, uh, Kushida, uh, like you guys mentioned before, I would love to see Kushida running around with this belt, maybe a feud between Kushida and Zack Sabre Jr. for the never open weight title. It would make things very interesting, spice that thing up. It would instantly elevate that belt. I don't, and it would elevate the wrestlers along with it. It's a win-win if they do this right. Yeah, I love the idea of the never open weight championship. I love the idea of having guys like Minoru Suzuki hold this title and Hiroki Goto. And it's it's a different kind of physicality. It's a different kind of match when you're fighting for the never open weight championship. I think it's about time that a junior holds it and uh, show some of these heavyweights what they can do. This is going to be a feature tag match, and somehow David Finley found his way into the match. I can guarantee you 1,000% David Finley will take the pinfall in this next match. It's going to be <laughs> David Finley and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. I don't like David Finley's odds in this matchup. This, of course, on the build to Wrestle Kingdom. This is really so we can get Omega and Tanahashi in the ring together, as well as add to the story of Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi, who absolutely despise one another. You know, I you're right about this, by the way. This guy's going to take the fall. But I, 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 I still can't get over, and I want to discuss it with you, I can't get over this uh, potential main event for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not hyped for it for some reason, and I normally am. So Kenny Omega versus uh, Tanahashi. Is this going to happen still? Do you see this going all the way to Wrestle Kingdom, and how excited are you for it? Um, it's going to happen. The, this is It is solidified. This is the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. There is nobody left for Tanahashi to defend that briefcase against. He be defeated Okada, and he defeated Switchblade Jay White. Those yeah. were the two... Uh, matches that he had to avenge from throughout the G1. I think this is really being done because nobody knows what in the hell happens on January 2nd. Of course, Wrestle Kingdom is January 4th, but we all know the Elite's contracts are up as of January 2nd. So we know Omega is going to work Wrestle Kingdom. We know the Bucks are going to work Wrestle Kingdom. 
but we don't know what's going to happen after that. If they have to take this title off of Kenny Omega at this point, because Kenny Omega is leaving new Japan pro wrestling. I understand why they want to put the title on a traditionalist in Hiroshi Tanahashi going forward. I feel like Tanahashi is the fail safe. I feel like that's really his role inside of this match. He is there just in case Kenny leaves. He's John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. John Cena. That's, that's my is. that's my WrestleMania dream match, man. I want Hiroshi Tanahashi in one corner and John Cena in the other corner. That is my WrestleMania dream match. The universe would explode. <laughs> we might create a whole new universe. It'd be like the big fucking bang, man. I, I've stood next to Tanahashi. He's not a very big dude. I think John Cena would tower over him, but Tanahashi would wrestle circles around uh, John Cena, so it works out. I'd like to see it. Book it, but at, at Wrestle Kingdom, not not in WWE. Yeah. You don't think the sixth move of Doom would do it against Hiroshi Tanahashi? It's the, it did it against Roman Reigns, damn it. So I, I hear it, there is a enough. seventh. There is a seventh move of Doom. It's just that John Cena's never been forced to use it at this point. Exactly. It's it's like uh like Zoolander, blue steel. It, it exists, but he only pulls it out once in a blue. You understand? Tremendous. <laughs> Let's talk about Kazu. That's right, the Rainmaker, Kazu Okada, because you, you can bet your ass he's going to be Manic Okada once again. It's going to be Manic Okada and Trent Beretta, his tag team partner. Guess what? He's taking the pinfall in this match, as he's <laughs> going to be taking on Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. Billy Ray Valentine, I'm very in, in, I'm intrigued as to your thoughts as of to uh, Switchblade Jay White Jado and Gato all joining the OG Bullet Club. What do you make of this story? I don't know, man. I I I am I don't know, man. I'm not too high on Jay White. Everybody else seems to be. I, I just I don't understand the hype behind it. I don't I don't get it personally. I I don't know why. You're nodding your head. Tell me something. You know, I, I'm right there with you, man. Oh, um, good. My, Carly, my wife, we actually had this conversation this morning, and I feel like it's a matter of time until Jay White becomes my favorite professional wrestler. He's just not yet. Yeah. Because right now, my favorite professional wrestler is Tyler Breeze. That's right. <laughs> mm, gorgeous. That's my favorite pro wrestler. And you know why Tyler Breeze is my favorite wrestler, Billy Ray Valentine? Please tell me. When I started watching NXT, I fucking hated Tyler Breeze. I absolutely, I couldn't stand the guy. And then something clicked, and I realized I'm not supposed to like Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is that fucking good that he can even make me the smartest mark of marks. <laughs> fucking hate Tyler Breeze. And ever since then, I have absolutely been on the mm, gorgeous train. And I feel like that switch is going to flip for me with Jay White because I fucking hate Jay White. I cannot stand Jay White. I hate everything about Jay White. And I get the impression I'm supposed to feel that way about him. I just don't think he's that fucking good. Like, I feel it's all a victim of circumstance. Like, had Gato not blasted Okada in the back with that chair and aligned himself with Switchblade Jay White, would I hate Switchblade Jay White as much as I do? Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you hate Switch uh, Switchblade Jay White because he's making you hate him or just because he's... Or just because he sucks. Yeah. You know, and that, that's kind of where I'm difference. at. It's, yeah. like, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're basically a junior heavyweight with Bray Wyatt's moveset and a much cooler look. You know what I compare this guy to, and, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but it's, 
it's how I feel right now is is Drew McIntyre. And I know Drew McIntyre is supposed to be that guy, but I just can't see it. I mean, he can he can be something. He he's he's definitely a beast in the ring. You know, he he has a, a big presence about him. He's got the look. You know, he can be a transitional champion. Nothing wrong with that. We spoke about it on the Wednesday locker room. But is he that guy? You know, and it's the same thing with Switchblade for me. I feel like Drew McIntyre is going to end up Randy Orton. Uh, well, yeah. You know what? That that's an even that's also one that you can group in with this. Randy Orton is in the same group as a Switchblade Jay Jay White for me. And, and that's not a bad thing. No, he's a 13-time world champion. I mean, come on. He's just, there's something missing. But, you there's, know, he was, he was never the guy. Cena was always the guy. Orton was just the foil. Absolutely. And that, that's what I feel the best case scenario is for Drew McIntyre or the best case scenario is for Jay White. And that's not bad either. But that's best case, in my opinion, for them. I want to put over our boy, Jamie Greer, at the last word on pro wrestling because he brought this to my attention. And Billy Ray Valentine, I think this this might do it for you, man. I mean, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. You want to talk about the infinite fringe. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Nice. You Tell ready me. for this? So the way that this entire thing works, this story goes back four years. And this story goes back to the days of the fallen prince. That's right. Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt met Jay White in the UK about four years ago. And Finn Balor, at that time Prince Devitt, introduced Jay White to Bad Luck Fale, with them both being New Zealand boys. Is there any chance that this is all a storyline leading to our fallen prince returning and once again taking control of his club. It'd be nice. Wouldn't that be a hell of a fucking note, man? It'd be nice. Yeah, it'd, it'd be really nice. I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see a mass exodus of people that came from New Japan or had something to do with it back to New Japan. And uh, that would really uh, shift some momentum over there, which is uh, needed. We need some more competition for the WWE. I don't know if New Japan is that competition, but um, I'm willing to throw some uh, money into that flame and see what happens. I'd love to see uh, Prince Devitt go back. I don't think he ever is. I think uh, he's a WWE guy for the rest of his life. I think, I think that Finn Balor goes back to Japan. But it's not to wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's, oh, it's to be God. the face of Shit. NXT Japan. Ah, uh, and that's that's still the WWE. Yeah, I knew I knew where you were going as soon as you started, and I really don't want to see that happen. Uh, but it's very possible that it can. I could see it. Uh, also taking place at Power Struggle, you are going to have your Super Junior Tag League Finals. This is going to be a single block round robin. Top two teams advance to the finals. Here are your teams, and I can pretty much tell you who I think is going to be in the finals. First team in is going to be Jushin, Thunder Liger, and Angry Tiger Mask. 
looking to uh, run through the tournament and get another shot at uh, Kanemaru and Desperado, also in the tournament, but the champions very rarely win these tournaments. You have Ishimori and his tag partner, Robbie Eagles, the latest addition to the Bullet Club OGs. ACH and Taguchi representing Taguchi Japan. Of course, this is one of the two times a year that ACH actually makes his way over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Volador Jr. and Soberano Jr. representing CMLL. Chris Sabin and Kushida. That's one of my favorite teams in this tournament. RIP Alex Shelley is what I'm calling that tournament. <laughs> Rapungi 3K. Show and yo, they are in this tournament. And then rounding out the squad, we have Bushi and Shingo, the newest member nice. of Los Ingobernables de Japon. He uh, debuted here just the other night. Big pickup. I was up. about to ask about that. Like, when did that happen? How did I miss that? Uh, I like Shingo a lot. Yeah, that, Go happened, back. At, that happened at King of Pro Wrestling here uh, just about a week ago now. Awesome. Go watch a sing, uh, Shingo versus Davey Richards a couple of times. Those are epic matches. This guy is a bull. That's very cool. Very much raised my interest in this whole thing. Yeah, so I'm looking for Bushi and Shingo to advance to the finals to take on Jushin Thunder Liger and Angry Tiger Mask. I think that's going to be your final going into Power Struggle, and that match will be lit because Tiger Mask, I don't know if you've been following this story, Billy Ray Valentine, but Tiger Mask is about sick and tired of these young lions getting called up and disrespecting Tiger Mask, and now he's just kicking the shit out of people. I really like Angry Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask 4, he's turned into to a grumpy old man and i absolutely love it yeah 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 i've I've been following it through you and whatever you put out there i I, i've seen bits and pieces but mostly through uh through you and and victory talking about it and i'm all for it i'm all for him being an angry old man beating the shit out of the young boys and getting pissed off about it i'm all for that love tiger mask love jushin liger it was a bucket list thing of mine to see Jushin Liger wrestle. I never thought I would. He came over to the States once. Well, he came over here plenty of times. But uh, one time that I had a, a chance to watch it was before New Japan really blew up amongst the the North American smart marks. Because there was a time that it wasn't that. Uh, so New Japan has blown up now to the point that you would think is a household name, but it's not. It's just a household name with the North American smart marks. And it's a smart it's it's something that everybody wants to be a part of. It wasn't always that way. And uh, they made their way over here on an American um, tour. And it was here in New York. And he was on the card. And so was Prince David. He main evented. David Richards was on that card, too. Ooh. And I did. I didn't get to go. Well, um, was that a War of the Worlds, Global Wars? No, no, no. It was. They weren't at all affiliated with Ring of Honor at that point. That when I finally did get to see him was with uh, with uh, Ring of Honor. But uh, this was just New Japan doing a show here in New York. It was in Basketball City. Uh, very, very. Um, not a lot of publicity for it. And uh, I didn't get to go. I, I was. I was on my way, and something happened on the way there. I got lost. Never made it. Sucked. Really wanted to see it. Never thought I'd see it again. But it was a stacked card. If I find the card, I'm going to send it to you. But um, I finally did get to see Jushin Liger wrestler, wrestle in uh, in Ring of Honor. He lost uh, uh, to Adam Cole. And it was a quick match. But I got to meet him. I shook his hand. I took a picture with him. I was like, ah. <laughs> you know. I sent it to everyone I knew. I'm like, I met uh, Jushin Liger. So legendary. Love that guy. 
I'm very curious. One day, I hope to find out if that hair is actually just attached to the mask or if you, that you is know, his you real know hair. The you know the answer to this. Come on. Come on, Jargo. Stop playing me for a fool, damn it. You ever seen a picture <laughs> of Liger without his mask? I think I have, actually, and I, I hated the fact that I saw it. I, I never wanted I, to see I one. never have. Yeah, I, I think I have. You know it exists, right? It's out there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I've even seen, like, you know, Liger just, like, chilling in the dojo, sitting in his mask and, like, a T-shirt and shorts, you know? I just imagine Such that he cool sleeps dude. in that thing. I mean, and as well he should. The Undertaker of New Japan, right? Lives his gimmick. No joke. Love that guy. Love Jushin Liger. Let's go ahead. We're going to throw it over to the musical break. And I even know what the musical break is going to be on this week's show. This song goes out to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. This is dope with their hit single, Blood Money. This one's just for you, Vince. We'll be right back.
seem to get that through to you. I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally! So that was dope with their song, Blood Money. Yeah, big fan of that. So is Vince McMahon. He loves the blood money. He loves Arab money. We should, we should uh, close the show with Busta Rhymes, Arab money. That's what I call crown jewels. I call it Arab money. I don't even call it crown jewels. It's just Arab money to me. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, WWE blood money here in just a couple of seconds. First, let's start with uh, WWE de-evolution as we're going back to the Divas era. At least that's the way that uh, this card is reading to me so far. Billy Ray Valentine, obviously evolution is basically just uh, we're, we're throwing the women a, a bone here since they can't yeah. do the Saudi show. That that's what's really going on. Does this card do anything for you? Are you excited about this card at all? Dude, I don't even know who's who's on a card. I don't even know what the card is. I'm not even I'm not even messing with you. I'll watch. Okay, I know Trish Stratus is supposed to be in a tag match, right? With uh with Alexa Bliss. Oh yeah. Right, Lita. I don't even know who Alexa Bliss's partner is going to be. Um, no, nah, man, I'm not interested. Like, all right, is maybe if we have Charlotte versus um. Uh, who, who is it that she's feuding with? I forget. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Oh, Becky yeah. Becky Lynch. I'd watch that maybe. That's going but, down uh, on this show. What else is going on? Tell me what else is on this show. Well, so let's can, start things off with your main event, which is going to be Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda Rousey taking on Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's Championship. What a train wreck this is going to be. I was looking forward to talking with Rick about the Bella's turn and heel on Rousey Monday night. And here's my problem, right? This, this mm-hmm. was a well-executed angle and everything as long as you take the people out of it because on <laughs> no plane of existence do i think that nikki and brie bella between the two of them could ever beat up ronda rousey no um this should be a 10 second match tap out go home i can't right? i can't suspend my disbelief that far and instead of making ronda rousey special and instead of building up other women to be contenders to ronda rousey what we're doing is we're lowering ronda rousey to the same level as the rest of these women and nobody gives a shit which is why ronda rousey's not bringing in any viewers this is very easily done very easily and i i don't want to sound like uh i don't know like uh, like i know what i'm doing or anything like that it's just common sense very easy. First off, they shouldn't have put this title on Ronda Rousey so early. They should have taken their time with this. She rolls through competition, right? That's what she should be doing, rolling through a Nikki Bella, rolling through people like that. And then, like you said, Jargo, you get uh, new girls and build them to a level where they are believable against a Ronda Rousey. No one's ever going to believe that Nikki Bella or Brie Bella can beat up Ronda Rousey. Maybe by mistake, Brie Bella kicks Ronda Rousey in the face a couple of times and gives her a concussion. I'd believe that shit. But other than that, no, I, n- nobody believes it. Not only that, nobody is interested. They could have done this pay-per-view without the Bellas. I, I know they feel, and, and I guess there is some type of, of uh interest and cash generation from the Bellas and this this series that they have, uh, total total Bellas or total whatever the hell. But other than that, there is no real interest. They were never really over. They, they, they never really got over that hump. Go ahead. You say that, and today I see People Magazine has picked up the story of Nikki Bella and Brie Bella turning on Ronda Rousey. I mean, how much more over do you need? It's they're not talking about anything else. Okay, so and we had this conversation before on on um on hitting the marks. Um, 
All right, so they're over. All right, so they might be over. All right, so they've crossed over, in my opinion, right? They've they've been made to cross over because they're hot chicks and they have their own series on E. Who's really watching that shit beyond me, right? She was she was going out with John Cena, right, and all this other stuff. Fine. So she's over in that respect. Was she ever really? Let's marginalize it to the pro wrestling fan. Was she ever really over with the pro wrestling fan? Did they ever, were there any little girls out there? And I'm sure there were one or two, but I'm talking scale here, ladies and gentlemen. Were there ever, ever any really, any, any real little girls, like a bunch of them that are like, oh, Nikki Bella, I want to be Nikki Bella, or I want to be Brie Bella, or there, I don't think that ever happened. I never saw that. Well, you know, Jer- Jersey Mike actually brought this up to me. And he was like, dude, how do you feel about the Bellas turning heel? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, what about all the little girls that look up to him? And I was like, I think they need better parents. Absolutely. I, I've got yeah, oh. three little girls. If they're looking up to the Bellas, I am a terrible parent because they are terrible people. My, my, my answer would have been, uh, uh, what little girls? Who is looking up to the Bellas? I, I even think that the terrible parents... Uh, the kids of the terrible parents weren't looking up to the Bellas. Like it's just not the case. Um, I, I don't see it. I've never, I never saw it. Even let's look at the biggest reaction the Bellas ever got while coming out. If they weren't accompanied by a John Cena or by a Daniel Bryan, it just doesn't exist. This is a figment of our imaginations. It's been forced down uh, the throats of the professional wrestling fan. And in a way, and they have to get credit for this. The WWE does. They've uh, forced them down the throat of the mainstream because in reality, they don't have much to offer in that aspect either. Nothing showcases the WWE women like bringing in a big star from the UFC and putting her against the longest reigning divas champion of all time. That's evolution in a nutshell, right? Freaking there. It was like a Dean Ambrose uh, uh, reign or a big show reign, the the Bella reign. No one knows about it. No one cares. No one will ever care. It's just not the thing. Uh, I, I don't expect a long match here if the WWE knows what they're doing. What, are you just reciting the Miz's promo from uh, SmackDown now? <laughs> Talking about AJ Go. Styles' title reign? <laughs> well, I'd be telling the truth here. And you know what? To that point, The Miz has some truth to what he's talking about with AJ Styles, AJ Styles' title reign as well. He's a mid-card champion. Let's talk Absolutely. about Becky Lynch and Rick's precious Sharshar. Yeah, that's right, Billy Ray Valentine. Not only is this match going to happen, this match is going to be awful. And I can guarantee you this match is going to be awful because... This is the worst match stipulation in the history of match stipulations, as this match will be last woman standing. So what that means is they're going to beat the shit out of each other, and then we're going to take a break while the referee counts. One, two, (laughs) three, four. And then we're going to beat the shit out of each other again. And we're going to beat each other up for a little while. And then one of them's going to fall down and we're going to take a break. And the ref's going to go one, two, (laughs) three. I hate fucking last man standing, dude. I think this is the worst stipulation in the history of matches because the whole stipulation literally takes you out of the match. What happened to the good old fashioned bra and panties matches? 
Why can't we do these things anymore? I oh, guarantee no, no, no. you, if you did Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, you would have higher ratings in a bra and panties match than you will have for Last Woman Standing. It's sad, I, I, but it's true. I don't know how sad it is either, okay, to be honest with you. It, uh, uh, men are attracted to women. That's what, that's what happens. Who watches WWE? A bunch of men. Okay, so I, I don't know how sad that is. But Becky Lynch can go in the ring, and so can Charlotte Flair. I just don't want to see a last woman standing match, okay? I, I don't. I, but whatevs, this might be good. It might. These two women can go, so it may be entertaining. It's not It's not like we can put this to rest and it's going to be bad just like that. I, I, I think it has the potential of being good. Even Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, last man standing, hated it. I didn't think it was good. I was there. Yeah. I'm just not into last man standing. I'm not into all these stupid ass gimmick matches. Just give me two people one on one or two on two. That's all I want. Uh, let's see if, uh, this one will do it for you. Billy Ray Valentine. We'll get rid of this last one here and then I'll get to the real meat and potatoes of this show. That makes me want to watch it. Lita and Trish Stratus are going to be taking on Alexa bliss and Mickey James, that is your match. Uh, and then you had what happened on Raw. And I let me tell you, I have a lot of issues with what happened on Raw. I have issues with Trish Stratus coming out and cutting a terrible promo. It's not like Trish was ever known for being a good talker. Then you have Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. They come out and they do their absolute best to save the segment. And then they decide that it's going to be a tag match. And Trish says, oh, well, what a random happenstance. My tag team partner just happens to be here, even though she hasn't been active on the main roster in like a decade. But Lita's got her gear on and she's waiting by the curtain and she's ready to go. This was fucking awesome. Awful, man. This is why you say on the Wednesday locker room, Monday Night Raw is the worst show on television. And I don't think many will fight me on that point. It is the worst show on television, hands down. Hands it's down. Just all, do, all you had to do, you kick off the show with this, right? And you have them announce, oh, it's going to be a tag match. If you can find a partner, Trish. And then a little bit later, you go to Trish backstage and you see Trish is on the phone and she's making a call. Oh, you just happened to be into. Oh, yeah. You were at Comic-Con here in Chicago. Hey, do you think you could come? Great. I'll see you in an hour. And a little bit later, you see a car pull up and who could it be? Oh, my God. Lita gets out of the car. And then a little bit later on in the show, you have the fucking match. Just tell the goddamn story. What's so hard uh, about this shit? T telling the story, that's the hard part. The WWE is illiterate. They don't know how to do it. Oh, my it's God. Just, it's just not, not something that they do. Listen, and, and nobody wants to see this anyway. Nobody wants to see this anyway. This is all because of Saudi Arabia. This is the reason that this is happening. So they're just throwing it together. They, they, they haven't put any thought into this. This isn't part of a women's revolution. Stephanie McMahon gets credit for absolutely nothing here, okay? They're like, oh, it's the first pay-per-view. Everybody, no, 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 there's nothing, nothing. Saudi Arabia, that's it. That's all you need to know. Let's talk about the good stuff that's going to be happening at Evolution, the stuff that actually makes me want to watch this show. Starting off with a program that's been building for months down in NXT. It's going to be Kyrie Sane taking on Shayna Baszler in Baszler's rematch for the NXT Women's Championship. 
this match is going to be awesome because every match that Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler has had thus far has been awesome. And I'm really looking forward to the rematch. And I'm hoping and I'm praying that Kyrie Sane wins this match and we see Shayna Baszler a little bit later on in the night and she beats the shit out of Ronda Rousey. And we can start a Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey feud because I do legitimately believe that Shayna yeah. Baszler could beat up Ronda Rousey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though I think it would be a little premature to pull the trigger there, I would like to see Shayna Baszler actually get a bit of a run on Raw before facing off with Ronda, you know, and build her up as that, uh, you know, um, I don't want to say underdog, but that uh, that person that's coming, that that's in the wings, that you know is coming to the match and you know is coming to play the game and win, but uh, she's not there yet. But she's coming, you know, I would like to see some of that. But uh, this would kind of rush things. Uh, as for the actual match with um, with Zayn, I was there for uh, NXT in New York when the title changed. And that was, in my opinion, match of the night. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I mean, I, I missed the Ricochet match. I wasn't there for it. I went out and tried to buy a, uh, a title. <laughs> I went out and tried to buy a belt while that was happening. I caught it on TV later, but uh, <laughs> the women's match was phenomenal. So I, I and you that wonder a why you got demoted to three and a half. <laughs> I was buying a belt, Chargo. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the belt either. They didn't. They didn't have what I wanted. But that's what I wanted. I wanted to get a belt, so I, I took off. I, I I didn't do it on purpose. I, I was whatever. I'm gonna stop trying. I'm gonna. What I'm going to continue to dig myself into a bigger hole here, so I'm just going to stay shut. What belt? What belt uh, were you trying to buy? Um, maybe the NXT belt, um, if they had it there, but they didn't have any belts available. So I was just looking at the NXT belt. Maybe I was going to pick it up. Goldie. I get impulsive at these things. I'm like, I got my credit card here. I'm like, let me just, let me just buy that belt. I'm a belt guy. I just recently picked up the United Kingdom Championship. Ooh, that's a good-looking belt. It's gorgeous, bro, and I bought it for half price. Very happy about that. Very nice. Speaking of the UK championship, let's talk about Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is going to be defending the NXT UK women's championship at Evolution. And she is going to be defending that title against... We have absolutely no idea, but we know that she is going to be defending the title. What I am speculating is they are going to have a women's battle royal on this show and Rhea Ripley is going to defend the NXT UK women's championship against the winner of that battle Royal because they're advertising 50 women on this show. Yeah. Every, everybody's a part of this show. So that's probably what will happen. Um, I don't know. Is, is it an exhibition match for this, this girl to get her over, to get her into, into the, into the minds of people? I, I don't know. What do you think of this? Well, have you seen any of Rhea Ripley as of yet? Yeah. Very minimal stuff. Um, she won the NXT UK women's championship. It sounds like the, uh, NXT UK stuff is going to be starting next Wednesday on WWE network. I assume that we will see her win that championship in the first couple of episodes. Um, I, I like Rhea Ripley, man. I think she just turned 22 the other day. Uh, mm. she, my only issue is she looks an awful lot like Pete Dunn. <laughs> it's the same person you've never seen them in the same room together i'm just saying you know maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe they're like uh my, my wife carly and her twin brother kyle you know that does happen <laughs> on on random occasions we also have the may young classic finals billy ray valentine are you watching the may young classic 
Not a lick, actually. Not one second have I watched of the May Young Classic. Should I be? Yes, you should be, because it's actually been really, really good this year, and it's very, very bingeable. If you don't want to know who is going to be in the finals, please fast forward about 30 seconds right now. It's not going to work. Oh, well, fuck them. I warned them. <laughs> it's going to be EO Sheree taking on Tony Storm, and that match is going to be fucking fire. I can't wait. One time I said on a PW Hustle, shouts to the Professor Chabella Villa Cruz and to A-Track Brown. One time I said that Asuka, uh, at the time, uh, Kana, uh, was the best female wrestler in the world. And I got so much shit for it. <laughs> so much shit for it that I will never forget. I was like, damn, I didn't know. I didn't know that it was such a passionate topic. I, I mean, I, I got emails. I got comments on the YouTube. I got all over people hitting me up about this shit. A-Track Brown lost it because I said that uh, that uh, she was the best in the world. And he thought it was, um, I forget her name, from NXT. So good. Like the best female wrestler we've seen in our generation. Uh, forget her name. Jesus. Charlotte Help me out, Flair? No, no, no. Oh, well, besides her. Uh, the other one <laughs> that was NXT, she was with... Uh, uh, she, she was not NXT. I'm sorry. She was the, the TNA champion forever. She was the car bearer of of Impact Wrestling for the women's division. Gail Kim. Gail Kim. There you go. Completely drew a blank. But her, who was without a doubt, hands down, right? She was considered the best wrestler for a long time. I thought Kana was better. I thought Asuka was better. And I got a lot of shit for it. Um, regardless of that, the names that came up um, were Zayn and Shuri. Those names just kept coming up and kept coming up. And one guy was like, listen, dude, you need to take a look at these two. Sent me video. And I was like, wow. You know, I was blown away by it. And I kept following them. And now they're here in the WWE. And I probably won't ever want to watch them again. Because WWE seems to do that to my favorite wrestlers, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kenta, you know, on and on. Um, but am I interested? Yeah, I'm interested. I haven't seen any of this. I know she was involved in the tournament and I need to go back and watch. I just haven't had the time. But uh, I, I will maybe just save myself for the final. Watch it. It'll probably be awesome. This chick is one of the best in the world, hands down right now in ring. Um, can she put it all together, right? In the WWE aspect, right, of things, you need to talk. And that's the problem. Charlotte Flair's got that, you know. Becky Lynch has got that. There's um, very little, very, very few others in the women's division that have that. Well, look at Alexa Bliss. It's literally yeah. made her entire career. Yeah, she's a, she's a character. She's not great in the ring, but she's a character. She's very good at it. So you can have one or the other, but the talking is the one that you need most. You need to talk. You need to have a character more than you need to wrestle in the ring in the WWE. Um Let's hope it goes well for both of these two fine ladies. I know they'll do great in NXT. I know they'll do great in that aspect. But on the main roster, look what they're doing to Asuka. You know, it's, it's very interesting. And that's actually one of the things I wanted to bring up here. We have these great matches that are going to be happening at Evolution. But, of course, they happen inside of an NXT context. That's where all the build is happening. Is there any chance that they're going to feature any of these programs on main roster television? You know, so maybe people actually want to watch it? No. 
They're just, they're literally going to build the advertising for this show around Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella. And I don't think that's going to get people to tune in to watch Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler or the May Young Classic Finals or Rhea Ripley defend the NXT UK Women's Championship for the first time. These are programs that need to be featured on the main roster as well to get people invested, not only in the characters, but in wanting to watch this show. Dude, this is tunnel vision. Yep. The WWE has tunnel vision. Arab money. Arab money. Yeah. All right. And what do we do to um, appease the women so we can get that Arab money? Okay, let's do this pay per view. Once we're done with that, Arab money. That's it. They're not thinking about anything else. Somebody else that's not going to be getting that Arab money is going to be Chelsea Green because Chelsea Green has signed with the WWE. Uh, Billy Ray Valentine, you a fan of uh, Miss Chelsea Green? I know very little about her. Tell me something. Uh, Laurel Van Ness down mm-hmm. there in Impact Wrestling. She played the uh, crazy bride kind of gimmick where it was like the two-face gimmick. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember that. Uh, she, I mean, that was fine. I mean, I, I remember uh, Big Ray and Ben Hameen talking a lot about her and uh, loving her character work. I wasn't a big fan of the drunken crazy uh bride thing uh i guess she's cute let's see what goes down and how they how they book her i really don't know enough about her to uh to give my opinion i've seen her wrestle a handful of times and i guess she can pull off some type of character work even though i did not dig it uh overall but that's it that's all i can add there what you should Uh do you should do the same thing that our listeners should do after this podcast is over, go to YouTube.com and look up her match from this past Wednesday night. In fact, she was on Lucha Underground this past Wednesday night, and Pentagon Jr. beat the ever-loving shit out of her, and then she <laughs> beat the ever-loving shit out of Pentagon Jr. It's a really, really good match. Fun stuff. What are you, what are you thinking? What you, do, do you think she can be... Uh, a next level talent on Raw? You, what, what, what do you think? I no, I don't. I to, to me, Chelsea Green is the kind of talent that I bring in for talents like Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae, who has been probably the biggest debacle that I have seen inside of NXT. Um, and you bring her in for them to beat. That that's one of the biggest issues that I see with the WWE roster. We have so much top end talent, we don't have anybody for them to beat. And that's why you're left with 50-50 booking and why nobody gives a fuck about anything anymore. Yeah, I know. That sucks. 50-50 booking is the worst thing that ever happened to wrestling. I don't know why they're they're continuing to push this stuff in the WWE. Um, I, I'm convinced that Vince McMahon doesn't care. As long as he sees the money coming in, he doesn't give a shit. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain this. Uh, there's one other thing that happened on WWE TV this past week that may have some implications for evolution, and that is... Our favorite, Nia Jax, turned heel once again out of the middle of nowhere, and then somehow, during the course of her match with Ember Moon, turned babyface again to put over Ember Moon at the end of the match. Nia Jax, the female version of the big show, she has been turned (laughs) babyface and heel so many times. So this is either going to lead to... Ember Moon versus Nia Jax at Evolution, or we keep hearing that they're throwing around these 
women's tag titles. It very well could be Ember Moon and Nia Jax together as a team winning these tag team titles. For me, the only reason I bring this up is, yes, I do believe that there is place on this card for the Bella Twins. And this is it. It should be the Bellas versus Ember Moon and Nia Jax. Nowhere near the title picture or the main event. And that is what is wrong with this freaking show. Yeah, I would have actually, no, you know what? I, I wouldn't have cared, but it's a, it's better placement. Absolutely. Of the Bellas than where they're at right now. I agree with you there. If Sasha Banks and Bailey don't win these tag titles, I, I don't know what to, what to say because that whole debacle that they had going on with this storyline between these two, are they lesbians? Are they not? Do they hate each other? Don't they? This all, the, they have to pay this off somehow, right? They have to be the tag team champs. I can't understand anything else other than that. Um, I, I don't really care. Uh, Nia Jax, the game changer, she's awful. Awful, in my opinion. Like, this booking is ridiculously bad with her. They should have uh, made her out to be Awesome Kong. This is what she should have been from the beginning. She shouldn't have tried to look pretty. She shouldn't have tried to be uh, simple. You shouldn't have tried to make her sympathetic, fat shame her, none of that crap. Um, she should have been a monster from day one, walking in, not smiling, not getting her hair done, beating the trash out of people, staying off of Twitter and writing dumb shit. None of that. None of that. She is a no nonsense, badass woman. She would have been a lot better right now. She's the game changer, uh, flipping characters back and forth. And no one gives a shit about Nia Jax. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ember Moon. Nobody gives oh. a shit about her either, which is a, either. It's it's very unfortunate because Ember Moon, I think, is a fantastic talent. She is responsible for the single greatest women's match I have ever seen with my own eyes. And that match was Ember Moon versus Bianca Belair at an NXT house show in Des Moines, Iowa. That shit was fantastic. So you've seen matches with other people's eyes? Yeah, of course. How? Isn't that what television is? Ah, see? see? Yeah, let's go to the infinite fringe, motherfucker. Let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about WWE blood money, otherwise known as Crown Jewel. Oh. Otherwise known as Arab money. Arab yeah. money, blood money, whatever the hell you want to call it. And the old folks home, that's another name that you could use for it. Uh, let's talk about your main event, or at least what I assume is going to be the main event. Roman Reigns taking on Braun Strowman, taking on Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Uh, one thing that I did find very, very interesting on WWE TV this week, and this is one of those conspiracy theories that, that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. The words Saudi Arabia were said on WWE TV six times this week. Now, normally they would be pushing that way harder, but with this story breaking, they only said Saudi Arabia six times between Raw and SmackDown. Four of those six were said by Paul Heyman, who happens <laughs> to be a Jew and you can bet does not want to go to Saudi Arabia right now. I think this was Paul Heyman trying to keep bringing this up. So maybe people would actually pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul Heyman going off the infinite fringe. It's going to be the shield versus the dogs. Billy Ray Valentine. What do you think of this shit? I uh, don't care. Uh, for one two, it probably won't main event because, uh, 
Triple H is on the card, and yeah, Triple H is on the card. Roman he must has pose. The main event. Huh? Roman must pose. Well, yes, you must do that, but uh, uh, Triple H must win. Could you believe he beat The Undertaker? Of course I he beat The Undertaker. Did you I actually could, think that he was going to let The Undertaker believe. beat him twice? I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. I'm like in a, you know, like, what is it? Stockholm syndrome or something. You, I, you know I, better. I, sir, I should know better, but I, I'm still surprised when Triple H pulls off some freaking nonsense. Dude, so, the Sting thing. After Sting? After he beat fucking Sting? I should have stopped oh. watching wrestling at that point. Yeah. I really should have stopped we, watching we, we wrestling. We all should have stopped point. watching wrestling at that point. That was such well, an insult, man. It was so such bullshit. Sting is a good man to to sit there. I mean, I hope they paid him a ton of money for it. That was some bullshit. Um I, I could never even begin to justify how Triple H won that match. But hey, he beat The Undertaker. He uh, they're gonna main event uh A-Rap money. DX is getting back together. The the Prince of Saw doesn't know who the hell Roman Reigns is. He wants to see DX. That's what he wants to see in the Brothers of Destruction. They're going to main event A-Rab Money, in my opinion. You know, one thing that I will say about DX and the Brothers of Destruction, at least this past Monday night on Raw, we saw serious HBK. Because up until then, we have been seeing animated HBK. We've been seeing bug-eyed HBK. We've been seeing oversell HBK. At least we finally saw the no-hair kid at least, you know, <laughs> adopt a little bit more serious demeanor. At least he doesn't look like this is all a fucking joke to him at this point. But, you know, as a devout Christian, yes, I will think less of Shawn Michaels if he goes over and takes the dirty ass blood money but maybe that's oh, just me i'm not gonna watch it either way i don't fucking care as far as i'm concerned hbk's career ended with the undertaker a few years ago i ain't watching none of that shit yeah well he felt uh, disrespected because the undertaker doesn't respect him and that's the reason he's coming back he felt disrespected wrestle. because he didn't want to see finn balor get a fucking saudi arabia payday fuck you that's my fucking money Absolutely. He has to go out and get it, man. Um, Shawn Michaels should have stayed retired. But for the right amount of Arab money, you got to come back, right? They said Saudi Arabia six times on Raw, Jargo. Six is the number of uh, Saturn. Saturday is the sixth day of the week, if you look at it that way. Saturn is uh, the planet up in the sky that is represented by the color black and the cube, the cube of Saturn, the Kaaba over in, um, uh, I want to say Mecca. Yeah, that's where it is. Um, uh, that they walk a counterclockwise around this thing is a representation of Saturn. So maybe there is uh, no coincidence that it was only mentioned six times. Maybe there was some numerology around that. I don't believe that. I'm just throwing that out there because you mentioned it. So there you go. Well, now I want to talk about pyramids and why they're all <laughs> built along the electromagnetic grid and what are... Oh, no, no, no. Wrong show. Wrong show. Let's talk about AJ Styles, <laughs> the terrible father that is AJ Styles, taking on another terrible father, and his name is Daniel Bryan. 
and they are going to be fighting for the WWE mid-card championship of the world. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any snowballs chance in hell that AJ Styles is going to drop this title over in Saudi Arabia. Um, I think you have a much better chance that The Miz is going to get involved in this. The Miz saved this entire mess that was on SmackDown Live Tuesday. Somehow The Miz can still make the segment all about him yet put over the match that's going to happen that nobody cares about because we only have two baby faces on the SmackDown Live roster and now they're going to fight each other. So I hope you like New Day fucking pancakes because you're going to get it on every goddamn episode of SmackDown from now until the time this feud is over. I like pancakes. Um, yeah, The Miz got people behind him. They were cheering for him when he was cutting the promo. Uh, the Miz is just that dude. There's just no denying it at this point. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, they botched this entire freaking thing. Um, I, first off, I can't believe you're giving away this match at A-Rab Bunny. I know they did it once on SmackDown and it didn't matter. And I agree with you. AJ Styles is retaining the mid-card championship of the world. And that's what I will refer to it as from here on in. I've been calling AJ Styles a mid-card champion for a long time. And Jargo has been calling AJ Styles a mid-card champion for a long time. But the best way to cement this is by calling that title the mid-card championship and I will credit you for that. I will be using it from here on in. The mid-card champion AJ Styles will not lose the title to Daniel Bryan at A-Rab Money. It will not happen. At least I don't think so. The Miz will come out and interfere and uh, get in the way of that. I don't know why they didn't give The Miz this victory against Daniel Bryan. I don't um, get it. I'm right there I with you, man. I thought for sure it was going to be – yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be The Miz – Versus AJ Styles and The Miz would go over and take this belt, setting up The Miz versus Daniel Bryan for what would have been the WWE title. Now it's uh, the mid-card championship still. You know, um, I think they blew the spot here unless they show me something different, Jargo. The real question that I have about this is, did The Miz do any good pointing out that AJ Styles is a mid-card champion and that the WWE mid-card championship hasn't been any less prestigious than it is at this very moment with AJ Styles holding it? Is this like the beginning of a story where we're going to re-elevate the WWE championship going into Fox and going into the big TV deal next year? Or is this just going to be Daniel Bryan wins the title? Because yeah. that's pretty goddamn lame. You know, and... and what people need to realize, and I, I believe this wholeheartedly, I can't prove this. I don't know if I'll ever be, no, I, I won't ever be able to prove it. The only reason AJ Styles is the WWE champion right now is because of a brand split. If there were no brand split, he wouldn't be the WWE champion. There wouldn't be a universal title either. Um, and this is the reason why he's a mid-card champion. He was never meant to be. Uh, uh, the primetime main event champion. There's there's a, a brand spit, split, and there is a need for him to hold that belt at this moment. Um, and and it is what it is. Uh, that, that title won't be elevated again until it's either brought over to Raw or until uh, both uh, factions, meaning a SmackDown, both programs, SmackDown and Raw, are integrated together again. That's the only way this title is going to be elevated. Until then, it will not be. Yep. And I'm afraid that once we actually do move to SmackDown on Fox, what you're going to see is AJ Styles become the face of Monday Night Raw. 
because I really think that's what's going to happen. Let's talk about this World Cup to crown the best in the world. No. <laughs> no, punk. No, not yet. No. No. You just you just wait. We'll, we'll get to you in a second. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about who is announced for the tournament to crown the best in the world. Damn it, Phil, not yet. All right, so we got we got John Cena. <laughs> we got John Cena. We got Kurt Angle. We got Jeff Hardy. We've got Randy Orton. And next week, we are either going to have Rey Mysterio or Shinsuke Nakamura. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Rey Mysterio is going to win that match. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm getting his air rap money. It, it, yeah. It's going to happen. Ray's going to get his air rap money. So it's going to be John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Ray Mysterio to crown the <laughs> best in the world. You know, here's, here's my problem with this, Billy Ray Valentine. There is one guy on their roster right now who could claim that he is the best in the world. Now, granted, he's not Kenny Omega, and no, he's not Kota Ibushi, and no, he's not Kazuchika Okada, but his name is AJ Styles, and he is the WWE Champion. Wouldn't you think that they would say he is the best in the world? But AJ's not even a part of this. (laughs) He's not even a part of this. I remember not too long ago when that moniker best in the world actually meant something i know i know uh phil who you have back there who's fighting you for some airtime uh he went by best in the world but i remember in the indies daniel bryan was considered the best in the world brian danielson when brian danielson came over to the wwe he christened davy richards as the best in the world and uh, that was a time, it was like the king of New York in hip hop. It was an unspoken thing. You were the best in the world. That's uh, pretty much gone now. I think uh, it's an it's a equal consensus that it's either um, an agreed upon consensus, I should say, that it's, a, it's uh, what is it, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, Dakota Bushi, right? Those are the three that circle around all the time. Um, right now, we have John Cena who never qualified for the event because he's just that freaking good. Because he's that um, fucking good. He doesn't that, need to yeah, qualify. He doesn't need to qualify. Everybody else, everybody else had to go through qualifying matches. John Cena just gets in. John Cena's winning this tournament for the, for the Prince of Saud and for the Arab money. John Cena is the best in the world, you in my what, opinion. You he's going to win final, this tournament. You know what the final is going to be? What's that? It's gonna be John Cena versus Randy Orton. How much can you can't you can't wait, can you? It's gonna be John Cena versus Randy Orton, part eight hundred and seventy-four. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and 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 they're doing this on purpose because they figure that that's what the 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 prince or the king or whomever wants to see. They want to see Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. I mean, um, versus uh John Cena. That's what they want to see. So that's why they're going to do it. As soon as I saw that Randy Orton got in the tournament, it, it sparked that in my head. Is this going to be the final? I, I can say I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that AJ Styles. I mean, listen, I keep saying AJ Styles like it's wishful thinking here. Uh, I, I'm very sure that John Cena is going to win this tournament. I, I don't see anybody else going over here. Well, obviously, Billy Ray Valentine, the reason that they keep saying to crown the best in the world 
Well, clearly that means CM Punk is coming back. CM Punk is going to win this tournament. How much dirty Arab money do you think it would take to get the straight edge superstar to get on a plane and fly over to Saudi Arabia and get himself a nice big fat payday? Well, Phil Brooks is also a Jew, so good luck there. Second, he doesn't give a shit about it ain't money, happening, y'all. Yeah, which is the one thing that um, I actually respect him for. He just does not give a damn. He's not getting on a, on a plane and going over there for all the money in the world. It doesn't matter to him. Uh, third, I don't want to see Phil Brooks anywhere near WWE ring. I don't give a shit. Um, so, yeah, don't care. Don't, don't care. It's not going to happen. The other guy that everybody's talking about. He is the best in the world at what he does do you understand the words that i am saying to you right now is chris jericho is there any chance that chris jericho goes and takes some of the dirty saudi blood money absolutely fuck yeah he might absolutely it's chris jericho he does what he wants and if they've thrown enough arab money his way he's taking it and he's uh uh, fighting John Cena and losing, by the way. Uh, you can look for Chris Jericho to lose in the first round against Rey Mysterio. Uh, th- that'll happen. But he'll take money and go for, uh, for sure. Chris Jericho was asked about it on Twitter, and he simply responded, no thanks. Which tells me Chris Jericho's fucking See? going. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that means. Yep, he's, he's all in. That's exactly what Chris Jericho would say if he was going. I'm just saying, if you are on the Jericruz and you hang a hard left, that motherfucker's (laughs) going to Saudi Arabia. That's what's going on. Uh, Other Raw and SmackDown notes, Billy Ray Valentine, we'll we'll wrap up the show with this. Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush, and Kevin Owens. What is going on with this thing, man? What is going on? We've got Leo Rush. I have it on good authority. The Stooge Report told me that Leo Rush was actually wearing an IFB and had Vince McMahon in his ear <laughs> during that segment. So Vince McMahon, can you imagine Vince McMahon? Ha, 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 ha. Bobby, Bobby. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's what was going on during that segment. I just want to throw this out there one more time. I will pay the WWE $29.99 for the WWE Network. All you have to do is put a camera on Vince McMahon so I can watch the gorilla position on a split screen while I watch the show. That's what I want to see. I want to be able to watch Vince McMahon the entire time calling the show. I will pay $29.99 American dollars to watch that. Billy Ray Valentine, are you interested in watching a cam from the gorilla position maybe once uh you know i'll do it for one month i'll pay 29 dollars one month and then that's it they're not getting any more of my money uh not to see vince mcmahon do the obvious backstage if leo rush was going through that i feel very sorry for him and and you know what odds are um that he was going through that shit let the dude go out there and say whatever the hell he wants to say it'll be a lot better that way All that being said, I think it's a good pairing with him and Bobby Lashley. I think Lashley needed it after the the freaking uh, 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 burial that he went through uh, throughout the most of his WWE career since he returned. They've done absolutely nothing to to benefit this guy 
up until right now. I think this is a good look for him. Leo Rush also, this is a good look for both of them if they do this right. But I don't have any faith that the WWE is going to do this right. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Where does this leave Kevin Owens? There was a lot of people talking about how this may be a double turn. I have heard that Kevin Owens is actually going in to have his knee cleaned up. Sounds like Kevin Owens is going to be out three to four months. Uh, although it wouldn't surprise me if that timeline gets moved up and you see KO make a big surprise return at the Royal Rumble. And of course, surprise returns these days. That means that you're going to come back as a douchebag because I just think of how much money they could have made with Seth Rollins if they would have just brought him back as a babyface when he returned from that injury. But no, the place blows off the roof at Extreme Rules. They bring him back the next night on Raw and he shits all over the fans because <laughs> the war on fans is a very, very real thing. Billy Ray Valentine, was there anything else from the world of professional wrestling that you wanted to talk about this week? Nope. Not besides the fact that uh, Kevin Owens is floundering. Yeah, you're going to get him over there and get a, get an operation on him. He needs it. Give him some time off. It might refresh him a bit. But they don't have serious plans for Kevin Owens either. He was a mid-card champion when he was the champion. CM Punk was a mid-card champion when he was a champion. There's just a certain thing about over-indie workers that Vince McMahon doesn't really like. AJ Styles is an anomaly. He is the glitch in the matrix. He is not, uh, uh, what is it? He's not the example of what everything is going to be moving forward. He is a glitch. He is an anomaly. Okay. Everybody else, mid-card champions, if they even make it to the championship, that's just the way it is. That's about it, man. I am not looking forward to Arab money. I am not looking forward to evolution. It's just not something I do. I'm not looking forward to Raw or SmackDown, and I have to watch them every week. It's torture, Jargo. It really is. It really is having to sit down and watch what you know is the worst show on television over and over and over again. You want to talk about freaking uh, uh, torture in Middle Eastern countries. Listen, play Monday Night Raw for some of these people, and I mean now, recent, recent episodes, over and over again. That's torture enough. This shit is awful. I don't understand how it's on television week after week. I don't understand how Fox shelled out billions, not millions, billions of dollars for this product. I don't get it. But hey, I'm not the one making the decisions. Somebody else is, and they're making tons of money. So there you go. This is your friendly weekly reminder that we do not necessarily need dirty Saudi Arab money. When you're making $4 million an episode for SmackDown when it moves to Fox, that's a real number, $4 million an episode. Don't tell me that the WWE needs to go take this dirty Saudi Arab money when they're making $4 million an episode for SmackDown and the train wreck. That it is. So that's going to wrap things up for season two, episode 40. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then head over to hackerhameen.podbean.com. Give us a subscribe so you never miss Huckleberry number one and I over in the locker room. Never miss Huckleberry three and a half and his cohort, Strangler Steve and the Andrew Bello. 
over on the Wednesday locker room. And then, of course, Stevie Richards and Ben Hameen on Fridays. You've got the Infinite Fringe. You've got the Conspiracy Horsemen. We've got all of your crazy-ass listening needs for your ear holes covered over at Hameen Media. Be sure that you hit the Roar Network at thegorillaposition.com. Check out all the great content coming out over there. I was going to put over the J&K podcast, but they just changed their name. They just changed their name literally today, and I cannot remember. Turnbuckle Talk. <laughs> that's the name of their new show. That's a, that's a good show, too. You've got the Average Marks. You've got Going Home with Ryan K. Bowman and Michael Melkor. All kinds of great content for your ear holes. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Billy Ray Valentine, how does the Saudi hit squad find you? They don't. Don't find me. <laughs> <laughs> don't look for me keep me the hell out of your eyesight okay but if uh, if you wish to hit me up i'm on twitter at open one you know me figure it out all right um <laughs> also you can listen to me on the infinite fringe truth frequency radio iheart radio hit me up uh 7 p.m eastern every sunday i think we're talking about the moon landing hoax this week haven't done that one yet so we're gonna do it get it out of the way um, and of course, on uh, the locker room on Wednesday with Strangler Steve and the Andrew Bella, you can find me there uh, reviewing the worst show on television. And you can also always find me over at the slums of professional wrestling, along with eight track Brown, the dirtiest of the city and the professor Chabella Villa Cruz, the PW hustle. Sometimes if you go up north to Canada, you can find me with Andre Corbeil at the Andre Corbeil show doing a lot of stuff. Uh, so you can find me around. It's always a pleasure to get with you, Jargo. Thank you for having me on, brother. Thanks for filling in for Huckleberry number one. I appreciate it, Billy Ray Valentine. For now, ladies and gentlemen, we're off like a prom dress. Talk to you Monday. See ya. Crunch your fingers. Label me. I don't give a f-